So the, the Lord is, is sending out just armies of angels to fight on your behalf. He says he will keep you, they will keep you in all your ways. And we know this, and we believe this, and we stand firm on this. Amen? We know the spirit of the living God is in us, the spirit of the Lord that goes forth to and fro throughout the earth. The Lord is looking for those who, who their heart is diligently seeking after him. Psalm 37 and verse 25. It says, I have been young and now I'm old. Yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his descendants begging bread. He is ever merciful and he lends. And his descendants are blessed. Your descendants are blessed. He says, I have never seen the righteous forsaken, nor have I seen their children begging bread. Your children will not be begging bread. You will not be forsaken. You are not being forsaken. God does not forsake you, church of God. And when we have an, us, an understanding, we have a yes in our spirit, man, we say, oh, that's right, that's for me, and I'm claiming it. I'm claiming it. I don't care what it looks like. We don't care, do we, Christine? We don't care what it looks like. We don't care what it sounds like. We know this one thing. The word of God will not return unto us void. So we're here to battle. We're here to fight. We're here to stand strong on the word. And we see his manifestations coming to pass each and every time that we gather. And not just in the way of healing, but also in the way of breakthrough for your families. Psalm 34. It says, I will bless the Lord at all times. I will praise him. I shall praise him continually. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. That means every time I open my mouth, I'm going to praise God. That means every time that I open my mouth, I'm going to say, thank you, Lord. I may not understand it, but I'm thanking you anyway. I'm thanking you anyway because you're good. Because the outcome is good in Jesus. Amen. His word does not return void. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. You know, we are to boast. We are to boast. Let him who boasts, boast in the Lord. That means I'm going to tell you about my God. That means I'm going to tell you about the goodness of the Lord. That means I'm going to tell you about the times that I didn't know how he was going to come through, but he just did. And he did again, and he did again, and again, and again. That means I'm going to boast in the Lord because I've seen his faithfulness. I've seen his hand upon my life. I've seen his hand upon your life. You can boast because you've seen the hand of God even upon your neighbor's Lord. life. But you, verse 2 says, my soul shall make its boast in the Lord. The Bible right here, the Psalms tell us that our souls shall make its boast in the Lord. And we know that in 1 Corinthians 1.31, it says, let him who boasts, boast in the Lord. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. <laughs> the, humble shall, the humble shall hear of it and be glad. 
Oh, I thank you, Lord God. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. When we magnify the Lord and we exalt his name together, we're saying let God arise and let the enemy be scattered. We're saying let faith arise and let the enemy be scattered. We're saying let hope arise and let the enemy be scattered. Do you know that even throughout your week, you should be saying let God arise in this situation and let the enemy be scattered. Let deception be scattered. Let discouragement be scattered. Let every place of compromise be scattered. Let God arise. Let God arise in your situation. Let God arise. Decree it over yourself right now. Let, I'm going to let God arise even right now. That's Psalm 68.1. If you're taking notes, Psalm 68.1. Now, our main text today is going to be in, in uh, Psalms 34. But there are other scriptures that I'm going to reference, and I'm going to have you write those down. One, let God arise and let his enemies be scattered. Let God arise over your workplace and let the enemies be scattered. Let God arise. I want you to say it over yourself right now. Let God arise over my workplace. Let the enemies be scattered. Let God arise over my children and let the enemies be scattered. Let God arise over this church and let the enemy be scattered. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are magnifying your name, O oh God. Verse 3, O oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. The Bible also says in 1 Thessalonians 5, 16, that we're going to rejoice always we're going to pray without ceasing and in everything we're going to give thanks let's say it again rejoice always pray without ceasing in everything i'm going to give thanks in everything i'm going to give thanks in everything i'm going to give thanks that means i'm going to give thanks no matter what because i know that my god's going to turn it around okay you're going to give thanks in the fact that god is still god and he's still on the throne you're going to give thanks because he is faithful. Okay? This is how you can give thanks in all things. You're going to give thanks because he's worthy. You're going to give thanks because you know that your God will never leave you, never forsake you. You're going to give thanks because his word remains the same. This is why you're going to give thanks continuously, like forever and always. You're going to give thanks in every circumstance, not after it's said and done, but before. Before. Amen. This is when your this is when your faith rises when you choose to give thanks before. When you choose to say, I'm going to rejoice in my Lord forever, no matter what. I'm not going to wait until the situation has already come about because that does not take faith. That does not take faith. And you know what? When you choose to do this, you please God. So even right now, I want you to think of that situation that's kind of difficult. I want you to say, I rejoice and I choose to give you thanks because you're faithful. I choose to give you thanks because you're faithful. Father, you are faithful. And so I choose today to say, I am going to praise you and thank you because the outcome is already settled in the heavens. The outcome is already settled in the heavens. Do you believe that? It's already settled in the heavens. So I'm pulling it down by faith. Pull it down by faith. Sometimes you need to do a prophetic act. Pull it down by faith. I'm pulling down that outcome. I'm pulling it down. I'm reaching up into the third heavens. I'm pulling down that outcome by faith. Uh, my sons, my daughters, your sons, your daughters, your grandchildren. Oh, they're Holy Ghost filled. Decree it. They're filled with the Holy Ghost. Not any other kind of ghost, uh, but the Holy Ghost. They may think that some of you are crazy. But one day, they're going to enter into that mode, and they're going to say, wow, I've become like them. I've become like them. Oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes. Just watch. Just watch. Oh, hallelujah. Verse 4, I sought the Lord, and he has heard me. 
And he has delivered me from all my fear. You know why? Because perfect love casts out fear. Come on, church. Perfect love casts out fear. And the God is perfect, and his love is perfect, and perfect love casts out fear. That's why he says, I sought the Lord. I sought the Lord, and he heard me. When you seek God, he hears you. When you seek the Lord, he hears you. And he delivers you from all your fears. Hallelujah. Because his perfect love drives them out. Drives them out completely. Verse 5 says, they looked to him and they were radiant. You know, when you look to the Lord, you're radiant. Your faces will not be ashamed, verse 5. Their faces are not going to be covered in shame. Because you look to the Lord. In this situation, you look to the Lord. And you see his faithfulness. You look to the Lord and you see his loving kindness. You know, Aaron, you're looking to the Lord and you're seeing his loving kindness even right now. And God is transforming you even right now. Your heart is being healed right now. God is pulling on the heartstrings right now. And so what's happening is you're not going to walk in shame. You look to the Lord and you're going to be radiant. When we look to the Lord, we're radiant. And the Bible says that our faces will not be covered in shame. The enemy always wants to bring shame. But those that are born again, born from above, and they're walking in the provision of the Lord, meaning this, they're walking in the word of truth. They're taking every word of truth and they're making it theirs. The Bible says that your face will never be covered in shame. We know that the Bible says after pride, right, comes shame. I taught you guys that on, on, on the midweek service. Thursday, that after pride comes shame. But you're not walking in pride. You're not walking in pride. You're walking in the humility and in the surrendered heart towards God. And as you do that, the Bible says your face will never be covered in shame. You're filled with the Holy Ghost. I want you to put your hand on your spirit right now and say, I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. To the overflowing. I'm overflowing. I'm overflowing. I'm overflowing with the goodness of God. I'm overflowing in the hope of the Lord. I'm overflowing in his faithfulness. You're overflowing. Oh, you are overflowing, all right. Hallelujah. It's so funny because I can see those that are like over the top. They're like spilling over. They're spilling over. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. How many of you love the word of God? Life. Life and health to all that find it. Verse 6, this poor man cried out, and the Lord heard him, and he saved him from all his troubles. Jeremiah 29, 13 says that you will seek me, and you will find me when you search for me with all your heart. Oh, isn't it good to seek the Lord with all our heart? All our heart. Hallelujah. The angel of the Lord encamps all around those who fear him with the godly fear, with the awe, with the, with the reverential fear of God. The angel of the Lord encamps around you. The angel of the Lord encamps around us, around those who fear him. And in Psalm 91.11 says, he shall, he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all of your ways. Uh, so the, the Lord is, is sending out just armies of angels to fight on your behalf. He says he will keep you, they will keep you in all your ways. And we know this, and we believe this, and we stand firm on this. Amen? We know the spirit of the living God is in us, the spirit of the Lord that goes forth to and fro throughout the earth. The Lord is looking for those who, who their heart is diligently seeking after him. 
diligently seeking after him. He says, I want to bless you. I want to fill you. I want to give you your heart's desire, but I want to change it if necessary. If I have to change it, I'll change your heart's desire. But after it's changed and it's right, I'm going to give you that heart's desire. Isn't God good? Hallelujah. How many of you guys experienced that? I think most of us have. And it's so good. He's faithful all the time. And then verse 8 says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. We trust in you, Lord. We taste and we see how good you are. The goodness of the Lord. Every time we gather, we trust in you. We taste and we see. Hallelujah. Verse 9 says, Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints. There is no want to those who fear him. Because he satisfies us and he renews us. And that's in, in Psalm 103 and verse 5, where, where he, he says, I forgive, I forgive you of your sins. I healed your body. You know, I, I set you free. I satisfy you. I renew your mind. It's Psalm 103. Blessed be the Lord, the name of the Lord. You know, he's redeemed us. He's, he's healed us. He's renewed us. Let's turn to Psalm 103 for a moment. Let's, let's go there. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. Oh, again, we love to bless him. Bless, bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and forget not. He's telling us right here not to forget his benefits. And then he lists some of the benefits. He says, who forgives? He forgives all of your iniquities, and he heals all of your diseases. Now, we could stop right there, and that would be pretty good. Right? We could stop right there. He forgives all of our iniquity. He heals all of our diseases. But he doesn't stop there. It keeps on going. Look at verse 4. He redeems uh, your life from the destruction. He crowns you with loving kindness. That means you all have a crown of loving kindness on your head, even though you didn't see the crown before. It's still there. Say, it's there. God's crowned me. He has crowned me. He has crowned you. Crowned. He's crowned me. He's crowned us with loving kindness and tender mercies. He has satisfies your mouth with good things. You are renewed. Your youth is renewed like the eagles. Let me tell you something. You know, the older you get, the younger you should be looking. The older that you get, the younger you should be looking. That's what it says. The, your youth is renewed like the eagles. Oh, and by the way, not only should your youth be renewed, but for the men, you're getting more handsome. And for the women, you're getting more beautiful. The older that you get, you're getting more handsome. You're getting more beautiful. And how many can testify? People go, wow, you know, wow. Can you testify people saying that to you? It's the joy of the Lord that's in you that's radiant. If you're radiant because of Jesus, if you're radiant, that means you're shining. That means if you're reflecting him and he is the beautiful one, don't you think that you're looking better and better even as your age increases? You're actually looking better and better and you're feeling better and better. You're getting stronger and stronger. And that is the truth of the word of God because Christ in you, the hope of glory. Now listen, if you don't choose to believe this and you choose to believe the opposite spirit, no, 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 that when you get older, things are going to get worse. And I know many people that do believe this, then go on ahead and believe that and go on ahead and receive that but as for me and this house oh no no way I'm not receiving that because I know the word of God and I know that he says I'm making you radiant radiant in my presence beautiful in my sight renewing my youth like the eagle right so it's not just a play on words it's truth for those that have faith 
to receive it. So when I see faith rising up in you right now, by the way, I see faith like you heard that. You went, wow, wow, I'm receiving that. And that's exactly how it starts. When we believe the truth, the truth sets us free. When we believe, so we had to hear it, and then when we hear it, we believe it. And when we believe it, it starts to set us free. It sets us free from the bondage that the enemy had placed upon us, or that we walked into, however we walked into it, but it was still bondage. And so, but when you get truth, you get freedom. So when I get truth, I get freedom. That's why it's so important to read the word. That's why it's so important to be in the word. That's why it's so important to hear the word being preached in faith. Because when truth comes, freedom comes. And truth is the word. Nothing else is truth. If it doesn't line up with here, the word, it's not true. This is verse 5. We're still in Psalm 103. So that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Hallelujah. The Lord executes righteous and justice for all who are oppressed. So even in just these first you know, six verses. We know that he forgives, he heals, he redeems, he crowns, he satisfies, he renews. Amen. That's a lot. The blessing. He says in his word not to forget his blessings. Not to forget. Hallelujah. It says he daily loads us with his benefits. Amen. That's in Psalm 68, if you're wondering where that's from. 34. Let's go back to Psalm 34. We were in verse 9. Oh, fear the Lord, you who saints. There is no want for those who fear him. You know, when you first, well, for some of you at least, I can speak for myself, but when you first got saved, it was a decision, you know, and you didn't even fully understand everything that you just did, but it was a decision, and it was a decision made based on faith. But there were still a lot of wants and desires, and the flesh still needed to die, and it's a training process and a dying process in reality, right? But, but here, like when it says there's no want you know, because God so takes away that which is not of him. And then he puts in that which is of him. And then he causes you to crave, uh, to hunger and to seek him. Remember I taught you a couple weeks ago, when you seek God, you're craving after him as you would something that you really, really like, right? You're craving after Jesus. So what he does is he removes, uh, the, as you stay close to him, he removes those appetites that are of the flesh. Now that's not to say that you don't have your part in it because you do. You have your part to kill the flesh and to choose Christ. And it doesn't always come easy, but you do it. You do it. And as you're faithful to do that, God starts to remove. He sees that you're being faithful. You're taking that little step. And then he takes that big leap for you. And he says, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to put in you that heart that you, that you actually want, but you may not even know you want. So when you first get saved, you don't even know all the stuff that's going to still happen. And then it starts to happen. And it's slow sometimes, but it happens. And then when you look back, now we look at, you know, at least for a lot of us, we look back and when we first got saved and we see where we are right now, we're like, there's no want in me. There's no want in me. In other words, God's filled me, satisfied me. I'm so satisfied in Jesus that anything that, he, that, that, anything that I'm desiring, it's, it's found in the word. So, so let me make myself clear. So the desires you have, they're the desires that the Bible says is already yours. 
right? That your children are saved, that you're walking in healing, that you're walking in fullness. All these are desires that the Bible says are ours, promises that he says are ours. Now, those, of course, we're standing for, of course. But I'm talking about, the, I'm talking about those desires that God actually took out or you, die, you, you killed, right? There's no want. There's no want for the world anymore. There's no want for the ways of the world. There's no want for secular music anymore. There's no pull for those things that used to have a pull on you. Am I speaking to anybody? Okay, this is a Pentecostal church. It is not a sleepy church from, you know, come on, this is a, there's no want anymore for the things that the world used to have a hold on me with. Changes us completely. Don't need it, don't want it. Exactly. Amen. Because of the power of the Holy Ghost. And so let's reread that scripture again because it says, for those who fear the Lord, verse 9, then it says, you his saints. 